0: When I hear a sound, a rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. (coughs) Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father, the way he learned from his (laughs) father. Everybody, welcome back to another week of Muskies on tap. We got our 43rd episode here tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this. And uh we have special guests from Taps and Tackle Co. down in Stevens Point. We got Matt and Joseph on the line here. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this. What they kind of what they kind of have to offer, they're gonna be at the Wausau Show, the Wisconsin Muskie Expo. Uh, coming up in mid March, and we also dive into some tactics, you know, musky stuff, river stuff. Uh, both of them are actually guides in the uh, Stevens Point area, so they bring a lot of knowledge to the table. But before we get any further, let's introduce the other muskies on tap members we have here on tonight. We got myself. Gus Manti, and then none other than my brother Max. How are you doing tonight, Max? I'm doing good. You know, actually, I think I'm gonna let Brian go first this week. You know, he's uh, he's champ from the ice fishing weekend, so I think it's only it's only fair that he he gets to he gets to head in front of me here for this intro. All right, Brian, how are you doing tonight? Oh my god! Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, fist bump through the screen. What a tournament we put on there. I mean the flag placement the operation we ran okay. uh shout out jack i mean as smooth as butter really start to finish uh didn't didn't really have any size to brag about i think first day biggest was 27 inch pike uh second day was what 21 One inch and walleye? a half yeah 21 and a half inch walleye so yep. nothing to uh too crazy there um nothing will be hanging on the refrigerator but got the job done uh kind of in a throttling right out the gates um max i mean i mean how do you corral your troops and get ready to get it next year well i definitely regret giving you the uh the nod there um thought (laughs) we were gonna save some of this ice fishing good game good game talk for after the uh the interview here um you know i was like as mj like to say you know we didn't lose the game we just ran out of time you know, that's that's right, it. We right. just ran out of time. We were making a comeback late on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I think the booze, the wind, the cold weather all kind of caught up to us and we were ready to put a pin in it. So, yeah, congratulations to you guys. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a humbled loser, as you guys know. Um, gracious in defeat, if you will. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a really fun weekend, though. Uh, really excited to bring you guys this interview here tonight with uh, Taps and Tackle. They got a really uh, sweet operation uh, running there in Stevens Point. I mean, like I said in the interview, you know, when you bring custom custom baits, beer, fishing gear all together, that's only good things right there. So excited to bring you guys this one here tonight. We talk about a lot of uh, pretty cool topics, kind of get a deep dive on, on what their setup is. So, uh, Gus, if you want to tee up that interview, let's get into it, we'll see you guys on the other end to uh, debrief a little more on some ice fishing and other stuff. Yep, can do. All right, guys, here on the line, we have the owners of Taps and Tackle out of Stevens Point, Wisconsin. They're going to be at the Wisconsin – muskie expo i believe it's called the one in wausau Yep, i usually just say the wausau show but that's where they're going to be and uh we have matt and joseph here on tonight if you guys want to introduce yourselves say what's up so you got a already something on tap there
1: yeah my name is uh joseph woja husky i go on taps and tackle with my business partner matt here from Stevens Point, that's where our store is, uh, Born and bred. that's where we kind of do all of our fishing is the Wisconsin River here in Stevens Point. Uh, Taps and tappa we have a little bait shop, a little retail store uh, with eight beers on tap. You can come in, browse our bait store, uh, drink some of the finest craft beers in the area. And, and old style. And old style. Uh, <laughs> that's our bread and butter domestic on tap.
0: Uh, but it's a good <laughs> time.
1: You- it's a good community. What do you uh, got yeah, there?
0: They're... What do you got there right now?
1: This is a uh, old style with a touch of clamato juice, a little bit of red beer, for uh, for a little saltiness. I uh, I wasn't a fan, and then he got me started on it, and it's a uh, it's a curse now. It's oh, delicious. It is delicious.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: I've never
0: tried the mixing of beers before. Well, except for uh, what's it called, the uh, black and tan. I think that's oh, the yeah. only one.
1: Black and blues, yeah, same yeah. thing
3: kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a like a Bloody Mary of sorts, but mm. easier to drink. So <laughs> sounds tasty. <And> it's delicious.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you guys got a pretty cool thing going on. I mean, mixing musky lures, walleye lures, gear, and everything like that, combine it with alcohol. Two, two wonderful things kind of paired together. It's a, it's a beautiful marriage you guys got going on down there. And um, I remember the first time I stumbled across you guys on Instagram, I was like, what the hell is this thing? Like some musky <laughs> guides, whatever. Or We'll get into your guiding, but like some musky fishing and other fishing mixed with uh, beer, mixed with bait, uh, customized lures, everything. So I was a huge fan right from the jump. You guys kind of want to touch on so you guys mentioned before we started recording here that you guys are guides as well as owners of the shop um do you guys multi-species guide muskie guide like what's what's kind of your typical bread and butter
3: Good. Cool. well we we run kind of a two-pronged approach really uh, joseph really kind of specializes in muskies he's got a boat set up a little bit better for for casting for muskies and He's got a surface drive motor where he can kind of get a lot of places everybody else can't and uh, doesn't have to worry about a lot of things. And he really knows how to fish muskies. I mean, the the guy's a hammer. Me, uh, I run a completely different program. I have a 22-foot pontoon boat. Uh, We fish out of that. I can get handicapped people on, elderly people, uh, do a lot of families kids, stuff like that. And we'll fish for everything. Don't get me wrong. We can catch plenty of muskies, (laughs) but, uh, uh, we do a lot of multi-species trips out of my boat. So
0: I have, I've caught one muskie out of a pontoon boat and it was not the easiest, uh, thing (laughs) to kind of accomplish net wise, boat control wise. So that's interesting. You guys do that. I mean, do you have any hiccups with like netting or do you got a pretty good, I'm sure you got a pretty dialed in.
3: Got her sure. dialed like you wouldn't believe yeah you didn't fish <laughs> out of my pond
0: so. no I did not we were on a we were on our you know family cruiser and I just brought my uh rod and like two baits along because it was like the most ideal conditions and our parents wanted to go out for a cruise and I was yeah. like oh I really want a musky fish and I just started hucking at the shorelines it was like you know that early September time period when fish are just all fired up and shallow so it worked out and it's like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Here comes a big old fish screaming up. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm sliming up the pontoon deck a little bit.
3: As, as it should be. I actually slime mine up today for the first time of the year. So, Really? Yeah, Dentaly, of course. But, yeah.
0: How'd that happen?
3: I got a 35 on a hair jig today. Wall <laughs> oh, <cross. geez>. jeez. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, they're
0: yeah. eating. They're liking the warm weather, huh?
3: Well, yeah. This one was fat. Yeah. She, I think was full of eggs already so pretty young for a fish to be full of eggs but uh definitely I got the pontoon boat set up mostly for trolling so a lot of people that can't cast a lot or I can fish three people out of there casting fairly comfortably but trolling we can put four or five people in there and uh drag some lures around and, and put a bunch of fish in the boat so
0: nice and uh and then joseph for your boat that's more musky setup what what do you yeah
1: so it's a 17 foot it's a havoc mstc with a 40 gator tail on the back surface drive so it's uh it's more more of the run and gun kind of mentality uh you know we'll hit you know a lot of you know lay downs uh some backwater stuff and i can go place you know i it's not the quickest boat, but I can definitely take the shortcuts around. You know, I go, I go through the stump fields instead of around them. And, (laughs) you know, it's, it's my boat's unbothered by pretty much anything that, you know, I throw its way, which is, it's just a relief to run the river and not have to worry about hitting anything. And you can really, you know, go wherever you want. Um, Not, you know, there's some guys that have jet drives around here that are beneficial for some of the, northern stretches of the river where it gets really shallow and you know a mud motor isn't going to help you with rocks and current um but for where we are the uh, big big flats with stumps lay downs in the current uh, it's really nice to be able to get around <clears throat> but the i was going to say i think kind of like we're talking about the guiding but the guiding kind of came Absolutely. secondary yeah. to having the store like we <clears throat> we really didn't get into this to guide to we actually put it off for quite some time because um, we weren't really sure we wanted to do it we wanted to build the name of you know what we have in here and it honestly just came out of a need to do it um yeah there really wasn't too many people in our area offering trips and there was a lot of people looking you know especially from you know, Southern regions of the state, Milwaukee, Madison, um, even down closer to the border, Illinois, Northern Chicago guys are going all the way up North and, you know, that saves them two hours if they can, you know, come here and have just a good of a a time. So it really, um, we're very thankful that it, it kind of came secondary as a need and, you know, people really sought us out to, to go catch fish. It wasn't, you know like yep. we we weren't really planning on doing it so it's it's been a great experience you know just to be able to give that other you know aspect to our clients to say like we come in the store be like yep <clears throat> pull the bait off the wall this is what you caught your fish on today or this is the rod you were using today or however it might be
3: yep
0: yeah we've so i got a few things on that so i'm assuming okay. then uh when was taps and tackle like the whole store that you have there when did you guys create that when did that so, come about
3: a, back up a bit like we said the liquor store so i i think i opened the liquor store in 2011 and then uh there was it's in like kind of a strip mall and the space next door to me had opened up and my landlord was on me to he said, you take over that space take over that space and i didn't really want to take it over but I also was like, well, maybe we could put some fishing stuff in here. You know, I, I started lining up deals with like Sims and Angle, just a bunch of different companies. And I was like, we put Shimano. Some, Shimano, just put a few things in here, you know, and, and, and see how it goes. And, and then uh, it wound up after I decided to take over the space where I could just put the taps through the walls and it, there wasn't a lot of money out of my pocket to do that <laughs> either. So, well, those two things go hand in hand, pretty good fishing and beer. So then that progressed to the point where all of a sudden I had to start doing inventory and <laughs> all, <laughs> sort, all sorts of other not fun stuff. But I really wanted uh, an online presence. If We, we were either going to stick with that model or, or go with something online. And, and Joseph actually approached me to uh, get in. And he has been the perfect fit for it. Uh, he he designed the website and did everything with that. Handles all the all that, and it's been absolutely fantastic. And that's really what got our name out there. He's kind of been the face of the company, and uh, he does a great job of it.
0: Nice. And the and the taps that you have there, those are brewed by you guys. No, no. Are you we you just them. bring them in? Uh,
3: so we we have eight taps on. Old style's always on. And then the other seven rotate just depends on kind of what what's we're in the mood for. We always have central waters on tap. We always have, you know, there's always mm-hmm. some local breweries on tap, uh, but we rotate through things on a weekly basis. So. We usually have a hard seltzer
1: on tap. Like um, right now we have a, it's a, it's called a cheesecake fruit nanny. It's like a sour beer, like just crazy. Yeah. The sweet sweet beers we have a uh, Edmund Fitzgerald porter, um, just craft beers, and then like we always said we we have old style on tap. That's our domestic <laughs> that. I think we're like we tried it was back ordered once, and we had a party coming up where we were serving old style like at a dollar or whatever, and uh, our distributor was ba- was back ordered. And our rep had to drive to the only other place that was like in Rhinelander in this like whole that territory tap, yeah. from us all the way up to Rhinelander. It was the only other place that carried a barrel of it. So we, we kind
3: of embraced the old style yeah. uh, you know. We had Schlitz first. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then we couldn't get Schlitz anymore. We do Pacifico, you know, but we can't get Pacifico in bottle or in keg. So Pacifico is good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just so just so, happened to be drinking pacifico myself <laughs> that's funny so for for everybody listening can you just kind of paint the picture the layout of this place i mean do you have are these taps right behind the checkout counters or a separate little kind of bar hangout area or what's it all look like yeah,
3: well it's all kind of in one it's like it's like being in your picture if you had the ultimate man cave right you have a bar you got taps on the wall you got baits all over behind you there's everything else you could think of to buy in here but you can sit chat with all local people that fish a ton great guides great everybody it's like just a great hangout spot
1: it's like a little secret bar sometimes people sometimes say but you kind of walk in and you're greeted normally by we keep our rs nets like right on the wall there and then there's like a little small like hallway not even a couple uh, 10 feet and it's walleye baits bass baits a bunch of stuff to your left and the whole first 35 40 feet uh, on your right side is all merchandise so we have a bunch of sims clothing rain gear um AFCO. We've, now we, we've started uh, an afco dealership so we have a bunch of afco hoodies um sun shirts are going to be new this year we're going to have those at the Mus- musky expo in march um hats Pretty much, you know, r- nice apparel that is going to last you and be durable for the elements that you know Matt and I fish in, and ev- you know, when you start doing it all the time, you appreciate good gear. So that's what we've tried to bring into the store. And then as you walk a little bit further, there's a couple of kiosks with some Garmin electronics. Uh, we still have some Vexars and stuff out, which <clears throat> I was saying today I need to need to go away. I mean, it <laughs> <when> is <laughs> February. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, you know, live scopes, uh, arc lab uh, fabrication equipment for your, all your shuttles, poles. And then <clears throat> you're kind of greeted as you walk a little bit further, there's a whole uh, wall of musky baits, pretty much custom musky lures, most of which I would say 80% are custom to us. Um, custom swimming dogs, custom medusas, uh, custom shallow invaders swimming invaders suex. uh you could say custom a thousand times in the shop i know but i guess the point the point being is uh that those color patterns are exclusive to us so um a lot of them we're very grateful that these companies work with us red october tubes um musky innovations you know brad is great at musky innovations
3: and just a lot of others like we work with a lot of bait makers that are small that nobody else can really get stuff from i mean Mm yeah we've we've worked on curating relationships with a lot of different people i mean kevin and scott from Mm Panamonium, and i mean we i was running all that stuff i mean years ago baker baits have been you know he he gets Mm -hmm. us all sorts of stuff we get uh, we've been working hard at that for a very very long time so even before the shop even started i guess so
0: so who's making those um custom baits for you guys is it actual the the manufacturers of these baits because i'm looking at them i mean some of these paint jobs like on the ones that you guys have on your instagram are i've never seen some of those paint yeah. jobs yeah a lot anywhere. of realistic ones shows Super realistic.
3: Yeah, there's so many things i can't even keep track of it anymore but i mean we also do like like conklin i mean a yep. got guy, guy i went to high school with mm-hmm. just happened <laughs> to move back to town Has dude has got one of the best baits on the planet right now yeah. can't keep up with anything Yep, and uh you know he we just kind of reconnected after high school and i was like you make musky baits and this and get it well we carry them in our shop you know and and joseph had a great idea to put the blade on the back of it and here you go that was the best bait last year by by a long a million shot. by a million but back to those paint jobs we
1: i kind of walked into like uh you know, we were talking about how we started and, you know, Matt kind of had something going and he had curated, like he said, these relationships and with different bake makers and one of the guys, he hydro dips, uh, baits for us. He'll, he'll do suix. He'll do hard baits and we've had some success with those, but we've also, I think now, you know, through the use of, you know, what we put our, our baits through, I think we're going to more transition to, uh, the custom custom sides but just
3: keep moving yeah it's it's baits you you're always it's a moving target you always got to keep finding what's what's next what they haven't seen And a lot of times it's circling back on what they haven't seen in 20 years Mm -hmm. there's always something old that that pops
0: yeah so look for stuff like that i agree there i mean we got shops in town here we always liked going to the ones where like the owner's guided they're on the water all the time you know like the local yeah. shop here tadpoles you know todd sure. todd was always on the water and he'd have you know good knowledge and that's definitely important that both of you guide now too i'm sure you know in the beginning of tabs and tackle like you said it sounded you know you had to get the business going you didn't have it was daunting yeah. enough time or you had to you know figure that part out of out of it for sure but with the uh with the guiding thing you're on the water all the time, you have all, all the knowledge in the world to, to have like the local baits that, you know, work and that you can, you know, sell those to your customers. That's definitely really important. But another thing I think I was going to touch on earlier with the, uh, guiding the local waters, how, how is the Wisconsin river in Stevens point? Is it, is it pretty darn good? Like how many people
3: are listening to this?
0: Um, more 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 than they more than it should be
3: <laughs> 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 well, <I laughs> so is
0: it better south or north way south it's to incredible. say way south
3: it's yeah. really, really good. absolutely incredible yeah
0: and if you, you want to learn uh, it take one of these guys out
3: <laughs> there we go yeah <laughs> have
0: one of these guys take you out <laughs> helmet's too hard too hard to learn on their own yeah, too I complex give, I, I give my buddies a
1: hard time all the time like we'll have a free weekend in the summer or even in the winter to go ice fish. And they'll be like, let's go up north, let's go up north. I'm just like, every time like, why? We could spend an eternity within fifty miles and fish only the Wisconsin River and never learn it all. Like the amount yeah, the amount of water around here and the amount of fish is just absurd. Like
3: Mm
1: -hmm. it really all of them, not
3: just muskies. I mean yeah, literally everything. Yeah. It's a it's the Wisconsin River, it's an absolute factory. And we're we're not some of those big stretches like Dubay or Petenwell where it can be incredibly daunting because there's so much surface area. You know, a lot of the stretches that we fish around here are fairly small, you know, nine to 15 miles long. And and it's still a large body of water, but you can break it down. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have a very, very long day doing it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And (laughs) people always are like, well, you know, the the river... there's a lot of rocks out there. There's a lot of stumps. And I always say you approach it like you approach anything else with new water. You go slow and you look at your graphs, you know, and you observe what everyone else is around is doing around you. You know, we're fortunate enough to have the main stretch of the river marked by buoys that, which are fairly accurate, but you know, for the most part, it's like anything else. You just got to pick a small section and work from there, you know, yeah right. just like you would a big lake or anything else you, you know
0: yeah that that definitely oh go ahead max well i was just gonna say to kind of go off like the you know i guess river fishing and and you know muskie's more specific like obviously rivers are kind of a different animal than you know your natural lakes and oh yeah what we typically fish in the north woods um so i guess like for you guys last year i mean it sounded like you guys were, were beating them up pretty good i mean what I guess what were some of the things you guys were doing or some things you guys focus on in the, in the musky world over there that, you know, kind of make it, make it a success for you guys. I mean, um, sounds like you both have been fishing in the Wisconsin river forever. So I yep. guess if there's just like some, you know, little tips and tricks that you guys kind of use to, to put some fish in the boat, you know, I'm always curious to kind of hear that river wise.
3: Well, Joseph put more fish in the boat than I did last year, mainly because he fished for them a lot more than I did. And, Mm. but we had a very, very odd year last year with low water all year and with a river flow is everything. Uh, so we just kind of had stagnant water all and we're staring that in the face right now for this upcoming year. I don't think it's going to be very much different than last year that if you don't have flow, it allowed those fish to kind of go wherever the bait fish didn't get funneled into anything. If you have higher current, everything's got to get out of that high current and get into something where they don't have to expend a lot of energy. So that if you have a higher flow, you can really target fish a lot easier. Last year was tough. It was it was tough. We all put fish in the boat and we beat up and I'm good, but we really had to work for them last year. It was you didn't you didn't have five spots. You had thirty spots where you had to go check, and it was just run and gun, or run and gun, and run and gun. Cautious,
0: uh, or, so. Oh, sorry. So, go ahead. so low, low flow kind of equates to you know having to fish a lot more. Kind of just the running gun mentality, hit a shit ton of spots. Kind of try to find them. Whereas if That's, it's higher flow, you feel like they kind of pack up in certain areas, and you can. Yeah, they got
3: no choice. Yeah, they're going to be in certain areas to get out of the current and, and conserve energy, and, and it's a lot easier to find them if you got flow. So, a, <clears throat> a tip that actually we. uh I had listened to a Kurt
1: Schultz. He's a guide a couple of, uh, stretches north of us here. He was at a local meeting and he said, I learned more fishing down south in the intercoastal waterways, observing tide for muskies than I did actually trying to fish them up here. And I have spent some time down there fishing. So I, you know, I know what that means, you know, intercoastal waterways and tide. And when you just stop to think about it, you know, those fish, when there's high water, they have to seek out laydowns. They have to seek out rocks. They can't sit all day swimming in that current, like Matt said, expending energy because the moment they eat something, you know, it, it's basically a wash if they swam all day, they have to find some kind of cover. So when you know where that cover is, you can target that cover much more effectively than when they could be just roaming you know the river channel aimlessly you know almost looking, like a, looking for bait almost like a, almost pelagically, yeah. like hmm. just roaming like they do it you know over deep water and lakes you know when there's high current they're forced to the riverbanks, or they're forced to some kind of structure or current eddy or some kind of slack water
3: and well, and then <laughs> to that point if let's say you do get high water right you can have one year where you have a weed bar it's not like going to a lake up north, right? Where you got that rock bar has been there for 4,000 years. You, you go to a weed bar one year, we get 30,000 flow one month. That Which weed, is very high. 30,000 is very high. Yeah, that weed bar has gone. So all, all those mm-hmm. fish you had in that weed bar, that weed bar, it's left. The <laughs> island's gone that you were fishing or whatever. Like it changes. So you really got to be on it. You got to be out there knowing what's going on and, and you have to be able to adapt to it.
0: Sounds like it's just a dynamic fishery. I mean, we've.
3: That's the best part of it. It's like, you always gotta, you're always hunting.
1: And the cool thing too, is like part of, you know, this is a whole other scenario that if you guys want to touch on we can touch on, Matt kind of pioneered the studying and getting a lot of these muskies that are stocked in the Wisconsin river tagged with a microchip. And we, all the muskies that part of a club that we're, we belong to that go in the river are getting these microchips. So we're seeing the movement of these muskies that are migrating basically south. So talking about dynamic, you know, a dynamic system, a lot of these fish, we, you know, they're gone. <laughs> uh, I, I caught one, let's see, last two years ago, uh, we caught two tagged fish. And both of them were from like eight miles away and they each moved those eight miles in about 40 days. Oh, I mean, just oh crazy man. amounts of movement.
0: Do you, do you mean, think CFS has anything to do with that movement? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That that's a big thing
3: that we'll go in. I mean, we've caught them where they'll go through three, four, five, six
0: dams. <laughs> oh my gosh. and you can
1: so when you don't have when you have static current the water's only moving through the hydros the dams are just moving it making power that's the only water they're releasing when there's high water they're forced to open just their mechanical mechanical dams Mm -hmm. that pushes water through there's no screens there's no nothing so those fish
3: get sucked right through them but they they can only go one way
0: only down (laughs) Yeah. So every month, pretty wild to see one go up. Should... <laughs> yeah, well, watching for that this March, huh?
3: Yeah, well, I'd love to see a little waterfall, yeah, but we'll see.
0: But oh, I mean,
1: funny. the movement of these fish that you know, it can we, be incredible. We've had we have data of you know, for, I don't know if you're familiar with, with where Mosini is, mm-hmm. all the way down, these fish are moving all the way down to Petenwell. <laughs> I mean it's it's absurd. Yeah, that you're talking two hundred miles of river, yeah, but of actual like oh, you know if sure. you move if you went along the river it's system,
0: oh yeah, along
1: the center of the river channel. I mean it's that's a lot. That's a lot of river.
0: So it's and hard. are they? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Brian. Are they able to get actually into Pete and Well, like you were saying, through the dam when they open up the door? Oh no, yeah, they'll go.
1: They'll, they'll go, go through it. That. Castle
3: Rock. Castle Rock. All the way down, Lake Wisconsin. There's actually some really good. Uh, our friends at the DNR have some really good data on where these fish are going now, based on the fact that we have been putting PIT tags in them for X number of years now. I don't even know six, six, well, hundred percent of the fish, hundred percent, six years of yeah. the fish now are getting yeah. PIT tags. So yeah. the other, the other part of the coin on that was to see if there was natural reproduction going on. So if if we put every fish in that was stocked that had a pit tag in it then if we caught a fish that was smaller than that that didn't have a pit tag theoretically that fish was naturally reproduced or it just came down from like <laughs> tomahawk or i don't know, you know
0: <laughs> yeah from way up there boom lake i don't know I
3: mean, yeah, it,
0: yeah geez that's crazy it, yeah. yeah it starts at lvd and flows yep. its way down yeah. it's a yeah. freaking gnarly system yeah. that's for sure that we haven't really tapped into too much and that what you guys just said pretty much answers a question i was going to ask and i usually ask people who fish rivers a lot is like do the fish move a lot or do you see fish go to like different spots all the time and i think that some, i think that answers it
2: don't.
1: yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. there is, there are fish like i think it's more prevalent in the sturgeon surveys there are sturgeon that stay around just like musk, there's a, some muskies yeah. that stick stick around, but then there's a lot of them that move. It, it, it it's tough to say how many stick around. I feel like we're getting more that are moving. That well, we
3: with uh, U UWSP here, they have a pretty big fisheries uh, program there, and they'll do radio telemetry studies with these fish, where they'll actually put a tracker in them not the pit tag, like we're talking about. The pit tag is just like a, it's the size of a grain of rice. and You have to have a special reader to read. Like your dog. Like if you put one in your dog, right.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Oh yeah.
3: Same type of thing. Uh, They'll do radio telemetry studies with these fish and put an actual tracker in it. And then they go out in boats and wave a wand, and figure out where the fish go. So they'll have some fish that never leave a hundred yard area and they'll have some fish that are up nine miles back down seven miles. They're just, they're just wandering. So I, and I'm, I feel like that's a fairly common thing everywhere. You know, some fish are weed fish, some fish are rock fish, some fish, it's just, that's how it is.
0: So you guys talked about the Conklin, uh, if I, I hopefully I pronounced that right. a Conklin yep, perfect, doing, perfect. Uh, doing really well for you guys last year. So it sounds like, you know, these fish, um, are moving around quite a bit. And so when you actually do kind of, you know, dial them in and, and find them, um, what type of baits are you guys throwing? Like what I'm always curious to hear what river fishermen throw, because it sounds like the glide bait did really well for you guys, which makes sense, you know, working that in and out of cover, um, you know, easy to kind of hang it in their face. Are you guys throwing much rubber? I mean, you got some awesome, <clears throat> awesome customized Medusas and stuff like that. Like some big rubber that works well for us. Um, you know, interested to hear how you guys kind of throw some of that stuff in the river, if you do, um, just because it's a little different than, you know, what we're typically doing, just bombing cast out and ripping it as hard as we possibly can, you know, back a lot of the times. He, talk to me, talk to me about casting.
1: Well, <laughs> I didn't really realize, like, when I, like, started guiding, like, kind of the fishing that we kind of do and what it kind of takes, um, It it can be very precise you know when you're dealing with lay downs and trees like you got to get it close and if you're not close it the cast almost isn't even worth it you know it's got to be in a four foot circle a lot of times like an up up in the 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 tree or the stump or it's sometimes multiple
3: multiple multiple times
1: yeah uh that was the other thing i was gonna say is I can't tell you I've I'll cast the same spot, the same laydown, five, six, seven times, and then move, you know, 10 yards or whatever. And then I'll hit it one more time. And on that last time, a little direction change, who knows what it is. Maybe the fish was in the area kind of like heard the commotion going on, went to that area, was kind of looking around active, but you know, I feel like a lot of the baits, like going back to what, you know, the question was last year, I just couldn't take off the glide bait. Like I just, two years ago I prototyped it and it was just a stud. And then I just started fishing with it, caught like a 43 on opening day. My, my buddy who I was with, with caught another like 36. We raised a bunch of fish and then I just kept throwing it. And I mean, it was just
3: on fire, but you really dialed it presentation with yeah. it as well like he, yeah you had like there was a pretty specific presentation that he was doing with it that was working incredible and he sure really dialed with it in.
1: but i mean my boat partner a lot of times usually there's a swimming dog on someone's got a swimming dog on a rod a bucktail is normally on a rod and then you know not too much rubber honestly i really we're fishing in like six feet of water and in stumps or like in rocks
0: right and it's, it's, it's kind of like combat fishing like hand to hand yeah you know you got to be able to
1: maneuver your bait like it takes a little bit like you see a tree kind of going down like into the water in an angle and you got to think like okay that tree where is it in the water column as it's going down into the water like how far to the left do i need to or right do i need to cast it you know to barely get it over this tree or whatever so you gotta you gotta really kind of picture what's going on underneath the water not only like above the water what you see because it's, it's usually a whole different ball game and that's the thing when the water gets low it's a good tip you gotta take mental pictures right okay look at that there's a stump that comes out four feet you know water's low i'm seeing that and the water goes up a foot and a half you'll never see it an official sit behind that. So I try to take mental photos or like, you know, spots when the water's low that I can go back to when the water's high, that I know that there's going to be a fish somewhere close. Because
3: like we were talking about earlier, they have to be there in current, you know. So for me, again, two-pronged approach, right? Completely different. Uh, I really worked hard for a lot of years at, and some people may poo-poo it, it's fine, uh, but trolling, and trolling on the river is your favorite. You love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But every, a lot, a of, pe- a lot of people, a lot of people are, up. a lot of people are frightened of it, and rightfully so, because a lot of things that Joe's is talking about, you know, a lot of the trolling I'll do being three feet of water. <laughs> you know or you know and when it goes wrong yeah. it goes wrong fast with a lot of rods in current you and, should see his front hooks geez. on some of his crankbaits they're literally gone <laughs>
1: they're gone
3: the front hook is gone like from hitting every, the rocks. every musky fisherman would cringe at some of the hooks i have on my lures because the bottom hooks just from digging into everything are they're rounded over you're you're not even going to get a fish on those but
0: um <laughs> so let's talk yeah. about that though i mean like yeah. so are you i mean this sounds i mean this is kind of crazy to me like you don't really hear of too many i mean maybe i'm just you know no, yeah. to it. you don't <laughs> really hear of too many people trolling in rivers you know it's no, not you um I
3: mean, in, so it, like it, it's gonna you sh- get worse when i tell you what i troll but
0: <laughs> i was that was gonna be my next question is like what what baits are you putting through absolute hell down there hopefully too? not too expensive ones <laughs>
3: well that's uh, well well (laughs) Well, so um we i run a few different things depending on the on the time of the year so usually i mean we get rolling right around memorial day here and that time of the year those round kind of you know uh bluegill style looking crankbaits. so ss shads i run a lot of ss shads those are kind of the the write-off right at the beginning get go bait um the beauty of the pontoon though is I can run 12 rods off that boat without boards. Uh I gotta oh, rig up so that I don't have to mess around with planer boards or any of that. They all got their spot, everything goes in and I can run them at the right depth. But SS shads are are really my go-to right away. And then the rest of the year it's it's baker's. I've been working with Zach for quite a few years now, and he actually made a seven and a half inch squirrely tail just for me, uh, <laughs> that we absolutely crush fish on. It's probably not fair. To <laughs>
0: love yeah. What, yeah. How, <laughs> how back are you? How far back are you? I mean, are you shortline trolling, or do you have them back there on planer boards? And I, just don't just said no boards. I don't. I
3: don't run boards at all. I run everything. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't even want to say this. I'm lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't. Yeah, don't. I mean, if you got, no, no, you got my uh, best.
3: My best rod. Uh, hands down is in the front of the pontoon boat and it's halfway back to the end of the pontoon boat
0: <laughs> the old underneath yeah
3: yep. oh that gets eaten nine times out of ten
0: That's, That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. he's got
3: a live scope facing
1: backwards off his pontoon that you can see the baits and the fish just follow i mean it, oh, yeah. those are the ones that missed the first rod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: it, it, it is really something special to i mean the comfort <laughs> i Where's always t- that? i always tell this story i take my girlfriend fishing and matt's out there on the pontoon and we're at the boat landing and he's going by trolling and my girlfriend looks at me and she goes what are they doing and i go they're fishing and she goes, they're laying down.
3: <laughs> Why can't we do that? I'm like, you don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: Sounds kind of I mean, nice. Well, you
3: do it You do it when you're my age, baby. But, yeah. He's got it so <laughs> dialed. The thing of it is it took a long, long time to get that figured out. I mean, you have to know that having a Garmin with the mapping feature in the boat. I mean, I've had hummingbirds, but Garmin's mapping feature, like I said, the river changes all the time, right? So I, as soon as I get in the boat, I turn that thing on and I'm charting right away. So I know exactly where I'm at in the river at all times. And that's what really allows you to know where you got to go, know where to turn, know, know where everything is. And it's, can it suck? Yeah. I mean, I've busted a lot of rods and done a lot of dumb things, but we got her pretty dialed in now.
0: I'm just trying to picture like 10 rods off the side of your pontoon and three feet of water. (laughs) <laughs> i mean that, it's, the engine's back there rumbling and fish are hitting the lure 10 feet in front of it it just seems uh-huh. so bizarre <laughs> yeah
3: it's awesome and, and sounds I, like I, it yeah it can get it can get wild in a hurry if we do we do okay i just don't run a ton of musky trips but uh this year i i going back to the pit tagging thing i got my numbers back from last year and i was oh a lot lower than I thought I was on Muskies. So uh we're gonna hit we're gonna hit fifty or seventy five here this year is gonna be the the number. So
0: nice. Do people uh seek you out knowing that you do this trolling or if somebody books with no. you, Matt, they're just like <laughs> also you say, Hey we're gonna troll on a on a floating couch and we're gonna catch <laughs> yeah. muskies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Well,
3: laughs> no, they don't like most of my trips are you know just kind of multi species trips, but uh I'll have some because, like, Yeah, we'd like to catch a muskie. I'll be like, All right, give me 45 minutes and and then uh, we'll do that. And now we're done. So <laughs> now we go back to
0: walleye fishing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And are it's you, are you the i Oh, go ahead, Gus. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. I, I just wanted to ask if it's uh three lines per person and if there's a maximum down there, just so people know. Yeah, it's I three
3: lines know. per person. There's no on the river, there's no maximum per person. So it's not like up north where I, I believe it's. Is it two up
0: north now? Uh, it's maximum of three, one per person.
3: One per person. Okay, yeah, Um, we're three per person down here. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's that's different. That's yeah, we are used to. (laughs) Nice. Okay, Max, you can go ahead. I was just gonna ask if you're if you're doing the same shit for walleyes, if you're trolling for walleyes, or you're actually posting up on spots and. (laughs) No,
3: normally, uh, I have a very. Good walleye bite trolling. This last year with that low water, it absolutely never materialized. I was beating my head against the wall, trolling, and I—I I mean, I'm trolling number eleven flicker minnows, looking for walleye and it was like musky, musky, musky. <laughs> you oh know, he's God. he's out guiding, and I'm like, yeah, we got three today. And, he's like... <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't got a dang walleye all day. <laughs> but uh yeah so this last year was a lot more uh spot on spot on spot I mean I had to have 40 spots in my pocket and we either the bait was there or the bait wasn't if they, if they you didn't get it first five minutes you're out so
0: that's nuts yeah that's uh no that that's cool so like I mean how, what's what's kind of the are you guys still working on the 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 guide shop balance or you just kind of I guess so you know what what's kind of the uh, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say like uh, how often are you guiding how often are you running the shop I mean you guys got a lot of balls in the air here that you're you're trying to juggle
3: <laughs> yeah yeah you're telling me yeah, yeah no
1: Matt Matt is, has a full plate uh, even without the guiding uh, so I I take a lot of the responsibility into the store here uh, Matt's here a couple days a week or more in and out i'm in
3: and out i'm here two days a week but then i'm in and out doing paperwork at nine it just depends on like guide season i'll be in here at two in the morning and do paperwork or whatever <laughs> whatever i got to do and then uh and then i'm just not behind the register a ton uh like i'd like to be
1: but i mean it, it it's kind of a a sweet spot right like I feel like a lot of our customers come in and they want to talk to Matt and I, uh, you know, want to learn about musky fishing, want to, you know, you know, shoot the shit. And when we're out guiding, it, it makes it tough to, you know, keep that brand going as a small time fishing store. We have great employees here that are here when we're not we have here.
3: Fantastic employees. Yeah,
1: and uh, we've really taken a liking to, to a lot of these guys. Yeah, we and, leaned on them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we. Uh, we're fortunate to you know, be able to leave the store uh, in their hands kind of when we're, when we're out doing that. But, you know, back to the sweet spot kind of thing, I, I think it's a good balance. Cause you know, I'll hear like, Oh, I stopped in and you weren't there. And, and you know, I, I want to make everyone happy and I want our brand to, uh, you know, flourish and continue to grow. And, you know, when someone says you know, they, they are you know, in essence disappointed cause I wasn't there cause I was out guiding, you know, you try to balance it all so yeah.
2: it,
1: it makes it tough sometimes but um i don't try to overbook myself like if i can do if i'm doing three a week i think that's a full schedule for me guiding wise that way i can devote my other you know four three or four days to the store here so
3: and that's where i'm at too i'm doing three days a week i max it all at that might throw sunday in there every now and then but if nice. They need
0: to, so. And what's your uh? What's the hours in your shop? And I know they probably vary. Ten to nine, some...
3: 10 to 9 every single day, every day. Nice.
1: Besides, like I think we we're clo- we were closed on New Year's Day this year, but <clears throat> pretty much every day.
0: That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And you guys are the both of you are going to be at the Wassau show with the booth. Yep.
1: Yeah. Free beer at the booth. Joseph's gonna be working the uh, Dakota Lithium <laughs> booth this year. Yeah, if anyone wants Dakota Lithium batteries, come t- come yeah, chat with we us. Have, we have
3: a little section of our booth that's Dakota Lithium, and I I was uh, there the last uh, the last two year, years. Two years. <laughs> I can tell you everything you need to know about Dakota Lithium batteries. No, so, but,
1: I mean that's actually a good talking point. Though yep. I mean, are uh, we power our booth? We're very fortunate uh, to be the biggest dealer of Dakota lithium batteries in the state. So we power our whole booth off Dakota lithiums, uh, lights, all of our stuff. Uh, They've been great with us, giving us, you know, things that we need to do that. And we sell the hell out of their batteries, man. It's awesome. Those batteries are incredible. The lifetime and span and power that you get from those things is just, I, I, I could never imagine going back to two giant lead acid or AGMs gel tops in the front of my boat you know (laughs) i just can't imagine i got a 30 30 pound battery that's a 24 volt battery in the front of my boat
0: it's yeah it's incredible with an
1: 11 year guaranteed warranty so that's the thing is they may be a bit pricey but you're guaranteed 11 years charger battery
0: peace of mind that's pretty legit so uh this might be a tough question but Outside of uh, obviously grabbing a Dakota lithium at the show this year, you know, if somebody was stopping by the taps and tackle booth, what's what's, you know, maybe out of uh, just your opinion, what's one or two items that they should definitely take a look at, checking out and, and, you know, maybe purchasing.
1: Uh, well, we got a bunch of new Medusas come in, um, that we should have Poseidon eights, the a bunch of nice. custom Poseidon colors, uh, our swimming dog line. I, I, I didn't get a bunch of new colors this year. I kind of restocked on our colors from last year cause they went so fast. I just had so many people asking for more of them. So I think I'm going to wait a year to do a, a new uh, stock or run of colors, but our those colors are still fresh from last year and they're really, really good. We were pretty lucky. We worked with a good friend of mine, Nate Ospar to design a few of those. We had Brett Jolly help us out a little bit with some Medusa colors and, uh, we're gonna have some some pretty cool uh pretty cool baits, uh and a bunch of new apparel. Honestly, we got a bunch of new AFCO, uh Samurai sun shirts. Okay, so I'd pick up one of those or a hat. And gotta uh, get a hat. We're gonna have all our Arc Lab stuff at uh, at the show, so I feel like that you know if anyone who's been in consideration of what they want to do with their live scope or shuttle getting it mounted on their boat for ice the whole setup um i feel like that's going to be a big talking point we're going to have a, a display model running for an arc lab shuttle and and uh pole
0: um real quick and i i know i kind of already asked this but i, I don't think i asked it the right way cuz this is kind of what i was curious about so with your guys's baits the customized baits who who is coming up with those paint jobs? Cause they are really unique. You don't see them like who's actually designing the paint jobs. Is it, is it you guys or is it other? That it
1: depends. It, it's, it, it is a, it's a third party. He, I don't know if I want to well, no, but it, I mean,
3: some of, we have some painters that do some painters that don't No, so. He's talking about the, the realistic ones. The 3D oh. ones.
1: He, uh, he's a, he pours <laughs> I, a bunch of baits for a well-known company. Uh, we just kind of happened to. I started to fall, yeah. with
3: him a long time ago, and uh, gotcha. Okay. He, uh, he had some, he had some walleye baits, and I was like, "Who? I need those." And then I was like, "Can you do this?" And he's like, "Yep, yeah, we can do this. Yep, can you do this. Yep." And it just kind of grew from there. So. Yeah, so that he, is a little bit of a, a secret
1: trade. Yeah, yeah, it's all
0: good. No, uh, I, uh... but
1: those are his patterns. Uh, we kind of give gave him what he wanted uh or what what we wanted he kind of gave us some ideas and uh he does a great job of them they they turn out
0: really good they're they're pretty
1: badass
0: you got one swimming dog color in particular that i i remember seeing on instagram and i was like i really want that um it's like a yellow uh yellow kind of base on the body with a black head and a black stripe on the back um I don't know if you guys are gonna have that one for sale. Black, all...
1: Blackhead, uh, yeah, this one right here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one right there.
1: Yep,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, really like that we're color. We're all sold lot.
1: out. Sorry. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, one. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Because no, I yeah, there. okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be uh, doing my best to get get that color. I think I I saw that one on your Instagram, and I was like, that that would that would haunt in a lot of different lakes up that we fish. Yeah, that was, that was
1: actually my design of a color for the river. Uh, It was a little of an off color of a pattern that did really well. And I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit. That was uh, two years ago. I think, I mean, one day, I think that similar color caught like, I don't know, six or seven fish. It was just, it was just on fire and it's just, that is one of my favorite colors. The chartreuse belly is
0: oh yeah. The winner. It's a winner. It kind of reminds me a little bit, Gus. It's got a little bit of that chart pikey in it that we, you know,
3: do oh, well sure. with up
0: north with a, with yep. a black head, which a lot of our black headed baits, like the two-tone stuff with, with more of a black or dark base on the top, for whatever reason, like is always done well. I mean, there's a suet color that I love, which is like a yellow belly perch with the black head. It's one of their yes. standard colors. Those but... standard
3: It's one of the best baits ever. Or oh, yeah. But those two you can win everything with. Yeah. Yeah. We do I mean, have you... that color for anyone
1: who's listening. Uh, if they want to look on our website, tapsandtackleco.com, that color is citrus. Okay. For anyone who's looking, we do have, we have, I got some left in, I think actually in all sizes, I have a few left. But I just kind of re upped. I feel like we had a really good. A lot of really good colors last year, and I kind of wanted to do some more uh, Poseidons this year. Have those be fresh, so we got all brand new Poseidons coming in a bunch of different colors, and eights and tens, and
3: I think a few twelves too. To be fair, I don't know the names of any colors. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, we're gonna put do this you, out here right now.
0: You can. Do you yeah. guys? Do you guys throw those eight eight inch Poseidons much last summer?
1: I didn't actually yeah. really didn't at like all. At them, yeah. No, I. I mean. Like I, when I tell you, I threw a, a glitch pedigree from Conklin, like the whole time. It was pretty much, <laughs> I think every, every month, but July, I couldn't catch one in July on it, but it, that's, that was when the bucktails were on. But, yeah. uh, other than that, it was just an absolute killer. I, my, I
0: just couldn't, my, our dad's old uh, roommate growing up was a musky guide and he, um, my dad's got this great line that, you know, he'd always say, well man, they're just going on the the black and the black and gold bucktails right now. And my dad would be like, well, what are you throwing? Black <laughs> and gold bucktails all the time. That's all I throw. <laughs> yep, It's confidence bait, right? Yeah. yeah. It works, yeah. it works. <laughs> so you don't but throw anything else. So of course they're going I, on the black and gold.
3: <laughs> I couldn't pay a fish to
1: bite that thing in July. I, I mean, no joke. They didn't even give... a a thing about it it was honestly absurd it was like july 1st hit and they were like i I don't care about that anymore and they want they just wanted to scream in bucktail it was crazy or number 11 flicker
3: minnow or baker
0: (laughs) (laughs) um oh uh back to the i got like one more question on the trolling with uh with rivers do you go down current cross current or up current depends on
3: the day but I always zigzag.
0: Always zigzag. Nice. Yeah. So some days are
3: better up. Some days are better down. Uh, That, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I don't know why that is, (laughs) but definitely you're going to get most of your bites on the
0: turn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I kind of figured. Yeah. Yeah. And like, are you trying to keep it at the same similar speed if you're going up or down current or are you. So that,
3: that's a actually great question. Um, I had to learn to run it off RPMs. I don't do, hmm. cause you're, you have, a, your current's going to be different every day. So you got to know what your boat's doing and what those rod tips are doing. You got to watch all that. But I run 1100 RPM. I run uh 10 on my Garmin trolling motor that I steer with. So the, the big motor just pushes me at 1100 RPM. And then I steer with my Garmin, uh, at 11 and I, that's the speed that which I is I like a spe- which is like a five like yeah. a half
1: yeah yeah it's a, like a five on the bottom encoder it goes up to 20 on the garment
0: yeah. oh so, i got you yeah i was confused yeah. with the number Sorry, i was I like holy shit it, that's fast. Kind of <laughs> fast yeah yeah it pulls
3: I mean, speed. but you're running like <laughs> i mean if you're talking like land speed if i was in a lake probably like three four three five somewhere in there i usually don't go under that but i usually don't go maybe july i'll crank it up to four four or and a half That'd be about it though, but I usually run about the same speed. What and even you know, right when it opens, all the way up to fall.
0: Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of that's about our. I mean, Gus, would you say that's kind of your bread and butter speed if you do troll? Yeah, somewhere between three and three five for for me. It's probably all right. It's so, pretty slow, but I'm I'm gonna learn how to speed troll this summer. So I've Gus dabbled, is a but it's, huh? <laughs> I am a troller. Yeah. Gus,
3: get on a boat.
0: We'll we'll go. All right, bet. I want to see this rig. all right. All right. I okay. want to see bet. Bet yeah. oh, means
3: okay.
2: Yeah, that means
0: okay. Okay, good. sorry. Right. I'm old. <laughs> oh, my oh, that's good stuff. Um. All right. Well, forgive me for not knowing, but I mean, do you guys do any like seminars or anything out of the shop? I mean, this would be a pretty good place to. To listen to some people talk muskies with with kind of some endless kegs <laughs> we do yeah, right more
1: informal things we had like uh we called it taps and tactics
0: it was, oh. know,
1: like it was two, just something two, to two do, months ago two yeah. months ago yeah. yeah i mean we had a couple guys like i don't know if you're familiar with brett jolly um he's been guiding on the bay for almost two decades now nate Osvar, um matt stefan came down he's lives in town he's uh bass guy bass guy. He's a bass guy Uh but he's really knowledgeable yeah um who else is here someone i'm forgetting, okay, I'm forgetting somebody I'm forgetting people but,
3: but yeah. uh we're gonna try it. that was our first time but we kind of didn't frame it out right we kind of threw it together hastily and, and luckily a lot of people showed up but next year we're gonna do something a little bit bigger with that um
1: but we've done informal just yeah. kind of informal it's, stuff like yeah. I, i don't want i don't know i always feel weird like I mean, I could give a seminar or whatever, or, you know, a little meet and greet, but I I feel like people just come in and, you know, you just kind of want to brush shoulders or just, you know, you get, get a beer and everyone's kind of chit chatting around and, you know, you introduce yourself, you say hi. And, you know, a lot of times there's conversations going on and, you know, you can kind of butt in or, you you know, a lot of people have good information and like to share. So I always feel like the informal aspect is, is always, you know, kind of nice, but, you know, getting something that's a little more strategic and, you know, more Formal. planned
3: out is definitely something we're looking forward to. But that being, that being said, I mean, you can come in here any day of the week and you're going to rub shoulders with some of the best guides, some of the best fishermen, it, not necessarily guides, some of the best fishermen, just come in here and sit down and have a beer in, in the area. You, you, you're going to glean more knowledge off of coming in here and having a $2 old style than you hmm. would by doing a lot of other things.
0: Dang. That sounds a lot nicer than, uh, what we've done sometimes, Brian and Max, (laughs) where we just go out to dinner somewhere and go to a bar and some dude next to us asks if we're musky fishing. He's like, Oh, I, last year I caught a 55 incher by 28 (laughs) on a bucktail or so I don't know, it's like, that a, gives a, us a lot of not information. A black
3: and gold. Tail. The <laughs> yeah. tail was on one side of the boat, and the yeah. head was on the
0: other, throwing it yeah. in the prop wash. Yeah, so, a place like Taps and Tackle, you can get the beer maybe not yep. food, maybe ordering some pizza. I don't know if you guys allow that, but yeah, <laughs> chat with some people lunch, yeah. about musky fishing would be a lot yeah. better than the <laughs> old bar tails. The, the
3: informal aspect of it is really what, what brings people in here, and it's kind of like a little. Honey hole. I mean, people come in here. Don't need to know you're here, type of thing. You can you can squeak mm-hmm. in off the highway, pop in, have a quick beer, and and meet some people that you'd never meet anywhere else.
0: I, I, I think uh, you know one of the the biggest things I learned fishing the PMTT trail last year is like there's nothing better than talking to a guy that's dialed in after he's had five or six beers. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's yep. that's where the knowledge really starts to to pour yep. out of people. You know, like yep. you get a few drinks in them, and I'm I'm the same way. Like Gus kind of gets sometimes a little mad at me. You know, like if I have a few <laughs> cocktails, next thing you know, if somebody comes up and starts yeah, asking, yeah, you're, what you're, we've you're been pulling
1: doing up
3: them. maps. You're pulling up,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, easy. Things. I bring you all the hot Spot. spots, Max. I'm the I'm the I'm guiding up here, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a bit of a social lubricant.
0: Yeah. 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 Fishing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Fishing knowledge, lubricant for sure, which, uh, I mean, it's a great thing. Like I said, you know, you guys, you guys married, married, uh, two great things with <clears throat> having the, the beer there and, you know, the, I guess array of fishing gear and whatnot, I think it's awesome. And I think, you know, for our podcast having, you know, tap in the name is a good, uh, yeah, little overlap. Yeah. good, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you guys going to be at the Muskie show in March? Oh, I yes. know you see, do you guys, are you guys, do you have a booth there? Or um, no, work?
0: no, no formal booth. I think Max and Brian, I don't know if you said yet, yeah, Max, they'll be over on Saturday, but I'll be, I'll be either in and out of the muskies Inc booth for here in Eagle river, or I got to remember it's uh Huntsy Tales, uh, Kyle Huntsader out of green Bay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he makes a bunch of bucktails. Our good friend Nick Amrose is going to have a bunch of his uh, crankbaits in that booth, and then I'm going to be sitting in that booth too with some of the muskies on tap hats. So I'll be in and be I will be in and out of two booths probably. So informally, like yes, I'll be there. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we got free beer all weekend at our booth. Yeah. So
0: oh, I know where I'll be. <laughs> yeah. what's the uh what what is going to be on tap if you're yeah. able to share we're,
1: yeah we're doing gotcha. bushlight. light we, we feel like that that's the, the lattes Perfect. yeah yeah
3: bush it's lattes going. uh
1: but bush, bush lattes around we uh we went through four half barrels last year it's amazing how many people like free beer a lot
0: i like <laughs> especially <beer>. in wisconsin <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah no was it's a lot gonna... of fun uh you know we get to kind of showcase what we're doing over there uh our custom lures merchandise a bunch of rs nets uh dakota lithiums arc lab garments and then you know you just kind of get to you know do what we do in our store is yeah just hang out drink a couple beers and talk fishing and you know share with people and get to meet people that either have heard of us or you know yeah. looking to get into musky fishing or you know just browsing
3: around you know there's a lot of good people there this will be our third year there and we've last year we learned a lot from the first year I was you, which you would hope you would learn from the first year. And we tried to make it a little more, I don't know, coat, more like the bar, more like home here where we're at right now. And it really came into fruition last year where it was pretty comfortable just hanging out in there and people would just kind of stand around and BS about whatever and talk about this and talk about that. And it was, it was comfy and it, and enjoyable a lot of times those shows can be a drag and that show was absolutely fantastic
0: yeah it's it's always been great the Wausau prior to me I I just went to the Milwaukee show prior to that I've only ever been to the Wausau show and I've always had a blast it's been the greatest you know it's the best show for sure and it has the most
3: like quality fishermen at it like i feel like that show has actual legitimate fishermen at it and, and everybody that goes to that show is, is on point you can talk yes tactics you can talk whatever with everybody there and just about everybody knows what they're talking about
0: nice and you guys have the same location as last year if i remember it's like somewhere in the middle yeah a couple be. rows in
1: uh, yeah i think it's the same location they might have moved the opening doors i don't know I was oh, talking to I Rich the other day. I'm not really sure on the layout, but I, I'm pretty sure we're right in the same spot. So we were right by like Suic and uh, a couple of the guys, Tooth Tamer, maybe last year, but kind of yeah, right in that middle spot.
0: Okay, so and I think...
1: usually it's and if if as long as they didn't change it, kind of you'll walk in the doors and we'll be right there, right in front of you.
0: That's perfect. That's the best spot. And whatever your count on half brails that you're bringing. Uh, we just had Brady Martz on with Bam Bam Bait Company. He likes Bush lights. Might have to yeah. double it. What's your? Br- I've been
2: <laughs>
1: trying to get. I've been, I've been trying to get his baits in our store. He's coming to the Wassa show because I told him about it. And I don't know if he'll say <laughs> that publicly, but I definitely was messaging him and was like, "Hey, like, you should check this show out. It's a good time." And I've been trying to get his baits in here. I know he's been pretty busy. There was maybe, well, we'll get an extra half bro then. Maybe but, uh, less some, but yeah. What he base said, Bates for Bates for, Bush for, yeah. yeah. for Bushlight.
3: Yeah. Bates dot, dot org org.
0: <laughs> I've got a brilliant idea for you guys, and I know you've only got about <laughs> only got about two weeks like to get the jump on this, but you look like like a <laughs> yeah, what he, about, is, he is the easy the idea guy. You, you, <laughs> got, you got a magnum swimming dog and you plaster the whole side with a bush light logo. You get another one with a Coors light logo and we auction these things off at the Muskie show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, well, this is a little different than that, but uh, this is a good thing. To talk about. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Matt Worth.
0: Yes, yep, yep, the Worth flattails. Dude's, yep.
3: dude's a legend. Hmm? Uh, he uh. Good buddy of mine, and he makes a, a flap tail for us every year to auction off at the Muskie Expo, and we use the proceeds to go towards a charity that uh, my daughter has special needs, so we use the proceeds to go towards a charity for her. Uh, so he is bringing up, we got, I just got the posters finalized today, but we're going to be uh, raffling off a Matt Worth flap tail there as well, that is absolutely incredible the picture like the pictures i saw of the, this bait ready are phenomenal so that's something that we do every year uh for raffling off there
0: awesome well, that's, that's a very that's cool amazing sweet i uh i'm not the we idea guy but now
3: we can still entertain the bush line
0: i i have it might idea. take some time to get that printed on the bait but maybe next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was just, uh, just going to say, I, I think I'm starting to come up with some stuff here now that we, we're kind of rolling, especially with these flap tails. Maybe you could give them the nudge, and if we could get a bush light flap tail, that will be used. Mm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now, this is hilarious, because initially, he makes a batch for us every year. What, so this would be the fourth year now? Yeah, And uh, he makes a batch usually like ten. five to ten, something like that. And I wanted to do the first year i wanted to do like an old style one a schlitz one
0: awesome and i was going to
3: have um death Meat customs make the eyes with where it said like had the logo and the eyes and and everything like that and it just got to be a little bit too much because i i was asking too much for matt and i realized that (laughs) 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 he's been so gracious for so many years and i was like "Eh, it's a little bit too much so
0: i mean an old style flap tail the epic like i don't I think with topwater baits, I mean, I I could be totally wrong. I don't think color really makes a hell of a difference. No, you just topwater yeah. And uh, I mean, what do you know? When a muskie's looking up and sees a flap tail, like see the yeah. sky, it's about it nope. you know, on the bait. So, yeah. yeah, if you had like a bush light uh, or old style, you know, beer wrapping around the flap tail, that would be a hot hot button item, I
3: i mean we can get we can get on it. it depends on how it depends on how much we want to get sued right?
0: <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know how much you guys have listened to our pod but we we rip off movie quotes directly from uh you know certain movies for every single episode to start the show yeah. so. Yep. <laughs> yep. and for any listeners that do know the uh the transition sound that I use is from an old Spongebob episode, <laughs> <laughs> the Krusty Krab training video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can kind of put some finishing touches on this one. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at the Wausau show and everybody that's headed there. So definitely check, te- check out your booth. It sounds like you guys are going to have a lot of really cool shit there to to spend some money on, you know, everyone everyone goes there with a good pocketbook <laughs> full of cash and leaves empty handed. So definitely make sure to check out the Taps and Tackle Booth. Sounds like you guys got some awesome shit. I'm I i can not wait to see some of the customized baits and the colors. Um, and if I can't get my hands on that citrus one, I'll definitely be doing my best to try to buy it.
1: <laughs> well, we'll, we'll I, make sure I, we I got might
3: one. S- we might've set one aside for you. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd be greatly appreciated. It will be, I will be, I will be using that quite often. Cause I, uh, you know, we, we throw a good amount of swimming dogs, you know, I'd say. And, and it's, it, you know, sometimes those, those like really unique colors, are, you know, kind of are a good way to differentiate yourself especially in our neck of the woods. So yeah, I know that color would, I know that color would work up by us. So
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of our favorite baits. I feel like it's definitely one of our staples here. Uh, we're fortunate enough, enough to have a big line of colors. That, I think we have over a dozen custom colors that are just for us. So uh, that being one of our highlights, there's a couple other ones that sell. I mean, I think there's a couple colors that didn't even make it out of the show, Um <laughs> In in a couple sizes, so we'll have those colors back in stock. But we're excited to you know to have everything that you know we sell and be there and be
3: able to meet and greet everyone and just excited to see everybody. Yeah, hang out, have a beer, talk about yeah, it. drink beer. I mean, well, not, not, <laughs> the, whole, not, not the whole time. <laughs> part of the time.
0: Cool. Yeah, Got to remember it opens at what a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Nine ten. Oh on yeah,
1: Saturday. On Saturday it's yeah. fine, yeah. Rolling tappers right cute. away? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Right away. Clemado right away. Well, yeah. that's extra. You
0: gotta
2: pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> can't put the bill for everything,
0: <laughs> Right. You gotta make <laughs> some money while you're there. She,
1: I got her on that. Penny Reinhardt, she loves she loves a clamato now. Got her on that last year at the Muskie Show. That's well this
3: nice. would be good.
0: Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, if you guys just want to give some information, how people either get in touch with you for guide trips, or just if it's called a shop, the number, the address, all that stuff, that'd be, that'd be great. Before we sign Yeah. Up.
1: You can, our website is tapsandtackleco.com. Just the name of our business.com. Uh, you can reach pretty much all of our, everything that we have in our store, um, on is on our website there's an instant dm on our website that you can chat with us directly through there. You can visit us on Facebook, uh Instagram, message us there if you're looking to get in contact with us. Our store phone is always on. Our Google listing is up to date. So if anyone needs to get get a hold of us, uh, our shop phone is 715-341-7400. Glad to talk to you guys over the phone or email. Um Matt and I both uh are here and
3: uh you know we'll be happy to talk to anyone with any questions we always try to respond as quickly as we can which is usually pretty fast everybody yeah. gets a pretty quick response yeah. we, we hope if you got a problem with that let us know we'll be more than happy to fix it but we're we're usually johnny on the spot with that so
1: yeah the the instant messengers the dms the, the emails uh, go right to me I, i'm very quick on those uh anything uh over social media or email i'll, I'll pretty much respond to you with, within almost 10 minutes usually.
2: Great.
1: So great. I'm, I'm, I try to try to hold myself to that. He does great. Awesome.
0: Eight. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Joseph, for coming on here and, Thank and you chatting about that. A lot of fun. Yeah, of course. Can't wait to uh, see you guys at the show. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Hopefully I can get out trolling on that. that I don't know. Do you have, <laughs> call that like a cruise ship or something? What, what is it called? <laughs>
3: I don't know if we have a name for it yet. My wife calls it the sea cow. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's a, that's a good name for it. <laughs> I like that name.
3: I do that's too, a, actually. Yeah. It's thick. Yeah. Nice. You got it. Yeah, we'll go.
0: Sweet. Awesome. All right, guys. Appreciate you coming on again. We'll see you in a couple of weeks here. Sounds, Sounds like good. All right. Take care, fellas. Have a good night. Thanks again for coming on. My
1: pleasure. Thanks for having us.
0: All right, that concludes that interview with Matt and Joseph out of Taps and Tackle. Can't thank them enough for coming on. Two great guys who are running, you know, a very unique business out there in Stevens Point. Uh, I wish they had one up in Eagle River. I'm sure we would stop there in the morning, you know, maybe a midday break coming off the lake, grab a beer, (laughs) grab a new bait. Seems like a dangerous combo or dangerous uh, combination for your old wallet. But uh, Gus, what did you take away from that combo? Uh, probably that I need a, a pontoon boat to go troll in the, uh, <laughs> the gale, the gales of November when they, when they come about on the lakes up here and put a little enclosed shelter and go trolling, I just go do my thing and be unbothered by that freaking wind out there. That's what I learned big time. Tiller, Tiller game, you know, it's, it's hashtag Tiller life for sure. For me, for years to come. But, man, a freaking party barge, pontoon boat, trolling machine that you can cast off of, too, is pretty sick. And, I, uh, you know, going on there, I would just say that it, I, I've just learned that from him, you know, giving that, that nugget of the fish hitting, you know, underneath the, the boat, that being one of his best lines, is something that we need to consider on probably some of our dirty dirtier lakes. If we shortline troll, you know, all the guys out East talk about it. Everyone's just drilling it into our ears. And then here we are just kind of not, not really putting it into action, just speaking words, but not doing it. So I got that one on the list to do that year. So thank you, Matt and his pontoon barge for giving me an extra nudge for throwing that in the arsenal. So, uh, whoever, whoever wants to go next on, uh, Max or Brian, for what you took away in the interview? Brian, keep it consistent, man. You got the nod tonight. Well, I, uh, they, they hyped up this Conklin Glide-baited tongue. Oh, uh, you stole mine. Yeah. God <laughs> Joseph sounds like he's been just murdering everything within that Stevens Point-Wisconsin River Range on this Con- Conklin Glide. Murdering it safely. With, yeah, uh, yeah. No, you know, not actually. Catch you know, and release. Yeah, yeah. Just catch slaying them murder. safely. Murdering catch and release muskets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Saying a game I, of Clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get my hands on one of those I think uh, especially to use in the early season here around opener Um, and yeah I mean they they those guys have grown up fishing that Stevens Point area most of their life and they swear by it they say it's excellent fishing no need to travel too far Um, I'd like to check out that part of the state I've never thought about fishing Stevens Point honestly but um, yeah, I mean they fish it for so long. I'm sure they, you know, it's pretty easy to them. But fishing a river, especially of that caliber, is no easy task. So I'm um, sure, you know, you got your ups and downs learning that part. But you know, it sounds like it has a lot of great fish to offer. How about you, Max? What you, what did you take away other than the Conklin? Yeah, caught your eye. You stole mine. Um, I think you and Gus kind of both stole mine a little bit. I mean, I was, I was uh, pretty intrigued about the pontoon boat trolling that whole setup sounds pretty righteous, you know, catching, catching fish underneath the floats, uh, the Conklin glide bait. Yeah. Definitely going to get my hands on one of those for this year.
2: Well, you're a swimming uh, dog.
0: Yeah, Swimming dog for sure. That citrus color looks money. So definitely going to be picking up one of those, you know, also it sounds like taps and tackle booth is definitely a must stop by with some free beer and, um, you know, all that they got to offer. So yeah, that was probably my, some of my main takeaways. Um, I agree. You know, fishing that different kind of part of the state, I guess, for us would be would be interesting. Um, you know, Wisconsin River is always kind of a body, I guess, water that we've wanted to tap into a little bit more. So, sounds like those would be some good guys to to link up with in the near future to kind of get some good insights on that. But I guess we've been putting it off for long enough. So, you guys want to take your victory lap here on the uh, the ice fishing weekend. Congratulations on the dub. Uh, again, gracious in defeat, obviously. So, going to give you guys your uh, your roses here. Uh, feel free to feel free to unload on on me and uh, the old heads. We didn't Don't get it worry. done this weekend, but uh, yeah, congrats to you uh, to you young bucks. Pre- appreciate that, Max. I think uh, I think this is now the time where I edit in a uh, "We Are the Champions" Queen. <laughs> Let that roll Fitty. for a minute, we- <laughs> I can put Brian singing in there too.
2: <laughs>
0: well i mean we got, we got her done um you know brian and i with our, our partner jack we uh yeah like brian said in the intro we just had those those tip-up placements right we got the flags we converted on all the fish we needed to do i mean i don't how many did we lose brian did we only lose like two or something like that fish that were on i mean i don't even maybe know maybe zero I've i never went up to a flag and had a fish on and did you guys even lose any were we pretty like consistent on yeah i mean we were pretty clean this weekend we didn't really get as many opportunities i think we were hoping for i mean we had two we had some weird weather i mean it was high high sky bright sun both days and cold windy really cold really windy and not really cold but really windy and it made it feel a lot colder than it should have and always kind of makes it a little harder when you got a big group like that on the ice you're not really able to kind of tuck away and hide um but it was a great time i mean drinks were flowing everyone had a good time and we did that you know we did we managed to put some fish on the ice you know we caught i think what 18 or so pike the first day collectively and you know went to uh went to a walleye type lake on saturday that should have had some pike mixed in but they were not They weren't going on Saturday, so it kind of made it hard because those walleyes, you know, they're not as consistent throughout the day as, you know, sometimes pike are. So made for a little bit slower of a bite on Saturday, but uh, got some nice fish nonetheless and had a good time. I think uh, analyzing the patterns of the flags early on and reacting was the key, especially on Friday. Saturday, I don't know about you guys, it didn't seem like there was really a pattern in the depth range they were in. It was pretty sporadic and we had couple hour lulls but friday we noticed that the fish were typically a little bit shallower than what we expected on our original setup um so after we Mm -hmm. saw like a couple flags in i mean it wasn't even i don't know maybe five feet shallower than our deepest one but those were the flags that went up first and i think two flags in maybe uh we moved a couple of our tip-ups from the deeper side on the other side of the drop-off back up kind of on the main break line and um yeah, I mean, we made the change quick. Uh, I think Max, you followed a little bit later, and by then, you know, I mean, it was it was too late, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we kind of lived and died by our original setup. You know, I don't know if that's due to a little bit more laziness this year. You know, maybe we weren't as hungry after winning after cleaning you guys out pretty good last year. Um, you know, not to bring that up, but I had to. Um, so you know it was uh, a little different this year I think you guys were a little bit more active on the ice you know Gus was just your horse you guys rode him all weekend he was out there <laughs> drilling holes moving flags Breaking checking guide bait. Mode. Um, you know I love how Brian's taking credit for working harder when he spent 95 percent of the time in the shack um, you know not to pile on here uh, but you know as a as a big group effort obviously everyone's trying to pitch in and do their part and bring food and bring drinks and you know brian um you know decided to come up with this brilliant (laughs) idea of hey guys i got this blackstone grill and i'm gonna bring it up that's gonna be my contribution to the weekend while we haul this freaking heavy ass grill out on the ice on friday and lo and behold she don't work. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told you just need it'll run off small propane tanks like we use for a little space heater, and uh, I wasn't informed of the adapter piece that you need in order to hmm. connect it to the grill. Um, Didn't want to check on that though. So I essentially brought anything. a I essentially brought a table, which you know was very generous of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean we we you know we adapt, We you know survival the fittest out there. We quickly realized we need to build a fire to survive. Uh, Max right, and I ran ashore, right. gathered a bunch of timber, and uh, started our own fire on the ice. And some of us, I mean, Gus, you cooked a mean broad on that, didn't look pretty. Uh, it looks like it kind of blew up in the fire, but <laughs> the casing came hey. off, it broke into two pieces, and I was pretty much eating coal. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Brian. Kept our team powered though, long enough.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, God, plenty was, of power out there.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. yeah that was gnarly that brought that that gus took down i'm not sure you got a whole nother lining in your stomach <laughs> she said just good well thing, man. He, he's... <laughs> was... good thing he, he, gus isn't doing catching cooks on his guiding trips I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> someone's like are you sure we're supposed to be cooking this fish whole yeah 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 just shove a stick through it yeah yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> shove yeah. a stick through it <laughs> scales are good protein yeah <laughs> so just take a good. bite out of it yeah just take a chunk right out of it don't even i do remember when we were <laughs> we were like really young i caught a perch off the dock and i was like man i really want to be cool and cook it over do you remember this gus i do I, we all did i think because you did it and it was good and i think yeah, a couple other ones like, did it yeah yeah cooked a perch like just a full-ass perch over a bonfire and like yeah we it just like it. yeah cut up then cut it open i think <laughs> took out the guts and then cooked the whole thing over the fire and then peeled back the scales and then ate it and it was phenomenal it's pretty solid yeah i thought you were gonna say you like stuck a marshmallow skewer through it and just kind of <laughs> slow cooked it over the no. top <laughs> no nah, we're not we're not savages here come on now. yeah come on now my <laughs> bad but yeah that was some good entertainment on friday because we kind of had a scramble i mean we had a our only food really that day was like 18 cook things cooked raw brats <laughs> um not, so you know not sandwiches. a lot of uh, chips a lot of chips yeah, yeah which you definitely yeah, you found were, a you couple were, yeah you were yeah you were not shy to st- to dump your hand in that bag over and over and over well i I quickly realized it was our only food and you know if someone was thanks to you (laughs) thanks to you (laughs) what do you mean you quickly realized everybody's trying to figure out how the grill works i'm over there in the corner (laughs) chowing on a bag of chips (laughs) knew you guys yeah we'd hear from in the tent jason be like ryan just canned another bag of chips (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was incredible um also I guess for all of those that haven't listened to our last episode and tune in for this one, the uh, the winnings of the ice fishing tournament, which go to Jack, Brian, and Gus from the the older guys, have to be placed as a sports wager in the near future, uh, legally, of course, through um, you know certain routes in other states, obviously, but responsibly. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do you guys have any idea on what you're gonna try to get rich off of here with your free money? I think our plan is uh, each of us, Gus Jack and I, picks a Masters Golf Tournament outright winner. Mm. Um, I cannot say who I'm going to pick yet. I got to wait and see how some things unfold. You know, obviously uh, a, a past winner, Hideki's been looking good this year, but there's some live rumors swirling, all right? I'm not going to jump the gun on that quite yet. Um, I don't know if Gus, Gus, are you willing to share? Have you been eyeballing for this? no i got nobody honestly you'll have to do some (laughs) research for me i haven't been i love how you guys i love how you guys are like yeah well if one of us wins like we'll all profit share and in my head i'm thinking like brian hits like a 125 to one masters future like we're gonna never hear from him again (laughs) he's gone it's it's life changing money right there yeah it's life changing (laughs) well let's bring bring up quick road well, <laughs> while we're on the topic of sports betting, uh, <laughs> typically we take we have a big fish prize pool. Um, we won it the first day, max team won it the second, so we all rode a seven-team parlay. That's what the the winnings had to be spent on on uh, Saturday on some college basketball, mm-hmm. and went six and oh got all six, and then the last game. <laughs> Came down to Utah and they got throttled, so we lost <laughs> on the last leg. <laughs> Two years in a row, we lost our big fish parlays on the last game that were all like fifty to win over a grand. It would have been freaking awesome, yeah. but yeah, such as such as life, you know. They don't build mm. those casinos off of people winning money, so that's the <laughs> way she that's goes. The way she goes. Sometimes she goes. Yeah. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. As Ray always so, says. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you guys got it done you're the better team we'll be uh we'll be back with the vengeance next year hopefully we get uh, the weather to cooperate a little bit better for us next year but um you know it It is what it is it is what it is that. we learn from it we move on and I'm just more happy I mean I know Gus you got some days left up there to chase some game fish but to be honest with you guys i am pretty freaking ready to move on to some open water yeah we we just started oh, in our yeah. group chat today yeah but about open water which felt pretty good because I, w- I was sitting in 70 degrees uh in green bay where i was today and i think I max, golf today yeah i did i did i, I lashed a few today <laughs> <laughs> max max you were still in 45 degrees in minneapolis yeah, it was cold here. It snowed a bunch. I don't know if that's heading to your guys uh, a bunch. Is I, I think, to I mean, this. tomorrow's going to be high at 20 here. So it's gone. It's almost quick. here. A couple yeah. hours it'll be here. But yeah. are we, are we in, I mean, we're going to jump our skis here, but are we on Weather Watch for open water here? I mean, what? Are we am going to make yeah. some predictions on when the uh, Lumacraft comes out of storage. And, Hang on. Look, well, it's uh, we pull up the Vegas line what Depends on, what, what's depends on how day. far south want to get down, or how far we want to go for this open water, because you know we could we could go right now. But man, I don't know. Put a put a prediction in here for just ice out, just for maybe just keep it simple. Do that. Well, we're gonna do that as a family, anyways. Max, the ice out on the chain, we always do a uh, family bet there. I don't know what, what were you thinking. I mean, whatever. I, I was just saying, like when the when the boat actually hits hits the trailer and is behind the car, we, we could well, yeah. Oh well, it, it'll be out. I don't know in the next couple of weeks. I got to get some things fixed on it anyways. I don't know if it's gonna be used right away. Shame, I gotta get hurry. it out. I gotta get it okay, out. Okay. Okay. Anyways, let's, let's do when the when the boat hits the water. Then when do you think that'll be? Probably. I don't know. March twentieth. Yeah, well, I, I was gonna say around April Fool's Day, but. But it ain't a joke, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably go right. April, ape, ape, one, ape one, ape one, ape one. Shit, I'll go ape two. Oh, okay. So you just okay? Yeah. Just see it. <laughs> when I say, it, you just say it a little different. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go April one over under April one on when the when the boat hits hits the water. I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably over, but not by much. Better not be. I'm going to say under, but then again, as we all know, living in the Midwest or for those who do, we've been fricking blasted in March and April. I think even <laughs> last year we had, a we dep. I know for a fact last year, we had multiple days in the forties and maybe even hitting the fifties, not sixties like right now, but we got tons of snow in March and April. And then the lakes didn't yeah. de-ice until between May 1st and May 5th. Yeah. It was gnarly. So, we had a gnarly winter the last year. I mean, I mean, yeah. I feel like there's yeah, been I this kind of crazy reaction to this winter. Like, this is the new normal. I mean, just last year we had ice out super late. So, I feel like yeah, it's I mean, kind of out ebb and flows. If you look at, like, a two-week extended Negro River, yeah, you have a little bit of cold front the next few days. But then after that, I mean, it's almost in the 50s every day. That following week, it's like a high of 45. But your lows are... In the high 20s, which is good. So I don't know. I think ice is just gonna be chipping away for the next two weeks. Those lows need to be above freezing, and we just need longer days, which is just calendar date type stuff. So it's coming. It's kind of just is what it is. Like we're still gonna have plenty of good ice for a little bit. It's gonna 55s this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out as much as I can. I agree with you, Max. I'm pretty much kind of over this ice season. But I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm just going to do anything to do anything, I might as well just go out each night I can and go after a big walleye. That's pretty much all I have on my mind. I'm kind of over the whole pan fish chasing. We didn't really do like any of that this year. That's never really been a true passion of ours. If we're being fully honest, <laughs> but it's tough uh, to fish for bait. Yeah, it is tough to fish for bait. You got that right. So walleye is going to be the name of the game for the next couple nights going one of the nights might potentially do an ice camping maybe whoa that's maybe with uh with uh with our with my buddy curtis who we just had in the pod in january potentially we'll see if it when you ice camp are you gonna be like sleeping and having lines in or how does that work i have no idea we'll f- I'll find out <laughs> when we do it all i know is that do it it's alive be- <laughs> fucking we're, we're doing it live that's <laughs> seriously it's just gonna be last minute stuff i mean we're just gonna start randomly fishing some lakes we know and maybe try some random new stuff all new spots that's pretty much all i've been doing every time i go out is even if i'm fishing the same lake i'm I don't really like fishing in the same spot. The only time I did that this year is when I kind of, quote-unquote, pre-fished for our tourney now we went when we went to Saturday. I went there with my, my dad and caught a 24-inch walleye and, like, a 32-inch pike, and then we went to a different spot for sunset because I wanted to save it for the tournament, and then it didn't pan out at all in the tournament. We didn't catch a single pike and didn't even get a big walleye, a real big walleye, but. <laughs> you know that's just how she goes sometimes and mm-hmm. for me on uh not having a whole bunch of knowledge quite yet on walleyes but i'm learning i'm learning now so but yeah hopefully ice camp do uh the ice fishing stuff for just a little bit longer and yeah that's about it well we probably put a ball on this one here tonight i'd uh i'd like i said i had a really good time meeting those guys from taps and tackle and just kind of makes sense their names overlap a little bit it was a good uh good collab here tonight and uh um, oh, yeah yeah looking forward to meeting those guys at the Warsaw show we got Minnesota coming up next week and um or yeah yeah Not or uh, uh of the time not not the weekend after this comes out but the following so we'll probably touch on that um and got some got some good guests lined up here for you guys over the next uh next few months before before we really dive into the season here and cave run man eyeing that up it's coming been watching the yep. keys outdoors videos of the cave run tournaments getting all fired up for that yeah um, i'm pumped yeah, go down so, to uh some green grass <laughs> go yeah go see some 60 degree water temp hopefully that'll be, that'll be a nice touch maybe <laughs> more honestly this year all right, I know we're running a little bit long here and we, we kind of screwed up with the Q&A. We, we booked this kind of guest last minute, so we apologize to everybody who's probably sitting here wondering where the hell the Q&A questions are that they submitted, so we apologize. We're going to get to them, but I just wanted to end the podcast for anyone who's still, still with us at this point. One final question, that we can put a bow on this. All right, are you guys ready for this question? Because I've actually given it some... I've probably thought about this question a little bit too much. I got a pretty in-depth answer, but I'm gonna get your guys' reaction here. All right. On the fly 86 asks, would you rather fight a drunk grizzly or a mountain lion with three legs? Bang. Nobody wouldn't ask this. I've been thinking about this question forever. <laughs> yeah, that's something that yeah, right. top of mind. <laughs> um, I can go. Oh first, sure, because yeah, I you can go. I uh, I kind of let you guys think so. I don't know if anyone else out there has seen Cocaine Bear. Uh, Great, great movie. Uh, Very high budget movie. Um... Oh, for real? (laughs) Yeah. Have you guys seen it? No. No. It's terrible. It was like in theaters and everything. I mean, I saw the (laughs) Cocaine Bear. We're not talking about Bloodhook or anything. This is Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But The Drunk Bear, I feel like, you know, would probably have like some recklessness to it that, you just wouldn't really be able to know and figure out. The Maybe a soft thing- side might get into his feelings a little bit. Oh, well, save that for your answer over there, pal. <laughs> I, I, well, so I would want to know how long the mountain lion has been three legged for because I've seen some cat videos of some three legged cats that, that could, they can move around real quick. And a mountain yeah. lion, like, once it gets its paws on you, it's game over. So if, if this was like a mountain lion that had been, Without a leg for a long time and has like learned how to hunt with three legs, I'm out. I'm taking the drunk grizzly bear. I'm taking my chances, trying to maybe outmaneuver it, be quick, a little side to side zigzag action, maybe hide, you know, hide in a bush or something like that. Um, but if it's like a recent mountain lion injury that he's just figuring out how to how to deal with his recent leg loss, I'd probably be more worried about the drunk grizzly bear going, you know, crazy. Maybe he's like an angry drunk, he's drinking whiskey or something. And, you know, you say you said one gift for the grizzly bear that squares up. I think it's like a Jack Lynx commercial. Yeah. The old <laughs> so the old, like, old looking eagle. Yeah. Boxing um, match. So in that case, I'd probably go probably go mountain because, you know, I just don't know what this drunk grizzly. I don't know if he's an angry drunk, happy drunk or whatever. So yeah. that'd probably be my answer. I guess it's kind of playing both sides. But maybe final yeah. answer, I'd probably go drunk grizzly just because I feel like and I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I feel like I could kind of outmaneuver. What about mm. you guys? Yeah, I mean, the whole three-legged puma or whatever the hell the question was. I mean, that <laughs> that thing, lion. I mean, I'm just thinking back of this weekend dealing with Max's cat. I mean, that thing's got four legs, but it's a quarter of the size of a mountain lion. And that thing would eat me alive if I'm not always watching. It. He drew blood on me once already. I'm about to punt it. And I'm just thinking <laughs> of I a mountain lion was... the size of me. <laughs> Three legs or not, I don't care. I mean, I'm terrified of that. So yeah, I'm gonna go drunk and grizzly. Um I mean, I, I don't know the way to combat that, combat that guy properly. Maybe offer him some more drinks and you never know. You guys might become best friends and might skip off into the sunset together. So I'll take my chance with that. I ain't messing with any of those cats. Dog, what? <laughs> i don't know if i can follow up either of those (laughs) answers this was ridiculous dude skip off into the sunset with a grizzly bear dude what i mean oh you get them drunk enough you might become best friends you never know Uh, that's you don't i don't skip with my best friends dude (laughs) it's just a saying guys (laughs) is it though (laughs) got something to say dog Gus, can you photoshop me and a bear skipping off in the sunset? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Arms about, around what each what other. Of, new merch the, drop. New merch new drop. Merch. One of the listeners that actually listens to the end will do that. And any <laughs> yeah. to any of the new listeners, very sorry. Poorly probably, made them Normally we do talk about like fishing ish stuff, but this is a very <laughs> solid question. I uh you said was it sent by On the Fly? Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh Kyle Weeks, who I, I just met at the Road Rules event. He's down there in uh in Mosenny. But uh that I don't know if I I think my gut reaction when I saw that question was probably drunk grizzly because of the, kind of the reasons you guys described with the whole the hunting of a of a big mountain lion, a big cat. That would be not something I would want to mess with. I would be worried with the grizzly bear uh, probably having more power. If it does land one on you, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. That's, 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 that's a big one to me, but I, I think I could yeah. evade the grizzly a lot better. And uh, uh, you hope that he just kind of stumbles and trips over a rock and kind of just does it himself, you know, cause otherwise that's a, sure. that's a big, big sum bitch up there trying to knock over with whatever you got. I don't know if we mm-hmm. got tools for the job here. He didn't really give much info on that. If we're in our, if our bare fists, that's a good point. Do we have a gun? No, <laughs> dude. Oh, okay, it's either <laughs> or. <laughs> Do we have any defense mechanisms? Oh my, God. bare hands. <laughs> all right, this question. All <laughs> right, all right. I think and all... another one, another one, real quick. Uh Just uh, <laughs> one more, you know, because we're kind of on a roll now. Gus is gonna get mad that he's got to edit more, but good. we're good. We're, good. We're, we're, we're cruising now. It's only just one more because I, I think the answer is uh, quick. It's Zach from MTG on Instagram asks, does wearing jeans increase catches? And, Brian, I know you've wanted to speak on this for a while now that I think you're just ready to put a kibosh to this, right? I mean, you've been labeled as this weird jean guy. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you want to speak on that? I made, you know, I, I shouldn't have made the comment when I did. I think I think it painted a false picture of myself. I mean, when was the last time you guys saw me in a pair of blue jeans? Probably been a minute. Probably been a minute. <laughs> Can't remember the last time. <laughs> Definitely not fishing. <laughs> no, no. I, I It's usually not my pick. I'm usually a sweatpants guy in the boat, shorts guy in the boat. Um, But I feel like I'm obligated to try out a pair of jeans this year and report back with the uh, outcomes. They do work. Can confirm. I do have mm-hmm. a picture of a muskie or two in jeans hmm. and i myself don't wear jeans all that often as well what about a jean jacket i don't know if that's been done too often the range of motion just isn't there but yeah that's true you couldn't hug that's for sure the fig people eights just might not be big enough people used to musky fish in like freaking like suits back in the day yeah you see well, a picture of like yeah. the women wearing like blouses yeah those people were never comfortable they were always just wearing some foolish stuff like, they never <laughs> just relaxed took a day like, off <laughs> 82 degrees and you're out there and you're yeah you your know, blouse like, and whole shebang like buttoned up three-piece suit out there musky yeah. fishing like God, yeah, that's weird. crazy they didn't like showing skin it's a damn shame <laughs> damn shame Brian, what what are you drinking tonight dog <laughs> You got anything? Is it just water again this week? Yeah, hey, I'm just mean, in the water right now. Ain't no way. You drinking that city water, boy? Yeah, something like a con of water, man. I'm telling you, it didn't taste right. Comment. All right, for anyone who, who wants to score some major bonus points, if they get any Photoshop skills and can Photoshop Brian and a grizzly bear skipping off into the woods with each other, that would be greatly appreciated. Drunk grizzly <laughs> bear. Make me laugh very hard. <laughs> i would enjoy that too <laughs> all right put a boat on the q a we'll touch it back on it, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. next week <laughs> yeah sorry we had to cherry pick there for the uh for the good ones <laughs> they're uh, all good gus they're all yeah, good. i, I know i know i'm just joking yeah. I'm just joking <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we'll all get right. back to the q a sorry about that this week we uh like max said we got the Taps and Tackle crew on last minute between us putting the Q&A up and recording. So we wanted to kind of highlight them more so than just some Q&A because before that we were just going to have just us three. But we really enjoyed that. Stop stop in if you're in the Stevens Point area. Stop in if you're at the Wausau show. Um, and before we sign off here, I just want to touch on, and I will again next week, That at the Minnesota Muskie Expo, I'm going to be mainly working in the Team Rhino Outdoors booth. So I will be more in a planted location if you want to come find me. I will have hats there. Uh, Jeff over there, TRO, has been grateful enough to keep some of our merch there at his booth. We got (laughs) a little running joke because he's got the Backlash podcast. We got the Muskies on Tap podcast seeing who can sell more merch. And Jeff just sent me a picture of a uh, backlash hoodies. He got more of them in and he says, take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been leaving a bunch of musties on tap stickers planted around his booth and he's been finding them. <laughs> oh wait, shoot. I shouldn't have said that live on the pod. <laughs> right. he, ain't, he ain't listening right now. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's all in good fun, Jeff. I that was uh if some people saw the stickers, I was planting muskies on tap stickers all around the show. So <laughs> just... ambush that's some ambush marketing skills right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So come and visit us at TRO. That's where I'll be hanging out. Max will be there as well on Saturday. And uh hope to see you guys there. So let's uh let's wrap it up here gents brian i want to take it away here all right to the few people who are still listening to this podcast thank you for sticking out this long shout out to matt and joseph for coming on the pod this week what a great talk with them make sure to check out Tasman and tackle next point next time you're driving through steven's point wisconsin and especially this summer when you bring your significant other out on matt's guide trip on this lovely sofa on the water with his fantasy suite in the back you put the walls up you put the top up <laughs> you can get comfortable back Dog. there Go ahead and reach out to him. He's cooking. Please. He's <laughs> cooking. This is the Musties on Tap Pod, not the Sauce pot. <laughs> Brian Hedder. tried his best to make it as